This meeting is being recorded. Welcome, welcome all to another edition of Sassy Opinionated Sisters. Today is um, June 2020. And we have a fabulous show up ahead. And again, I am your co-hostess, Sia, or Sia in the house. And we have our lovely other co-hostess. Angel Brooke, how are you doing, everyone? Hey, hey. Happy June and happy, there's a lot of, a lot of, we're going to talk about Juneteenth. We're going to talk about a couple of other things as well as, besides Juneteenth, there's something important. Oh, Father's Father's Day. Talking about black men matter. Yes, they do. So we'll talk about that. But before that, we usually we get into our conversation about the word of the day. And um, we also have a song. We're trying to get really be organized on this. So hey, um, for me, it's about self-worth. So I'm gonna play one of my and we're in a theme. You'll figure it out in a few. So here's my, here's the song that I used to listen to. And I'm gonna move it faster. And only reason I'm playing that song, and now that I've gotten older, I love me some Mary J. Blige. Oh, I loved her back in the days until she made uh, Crunkeration or Surduration, whatever that song is, I cannot stand it. But before that, I was a huge fan and I'm thinking about self-worth. Um, and that's my word of the day, self-worth. Um, so I was having a conversation. I, I have officially moved on from my former employer that I was with for almost seven years, almost eight years, actually, eight years. And all this time, you know, I personally have been so afraid to leave, not to say really fearful, but more like you're comfortable where you are, I'm at peace where I am. I don't, nothing's bothering, nobody wants to really bother me. They don't really ruffle my feathers. I can do whatever I want. I can get up from my desk, go, you know, not, I don't abuse the time, but it's fortunate when you can just get up and do certain things and still manage your desk and still have a comfortable work-life balance. And I haven't had a work-life balance, let me tell you, 25, 30 years. I just haven't. I, before I had my kids, I always was a workaholic. I would pick myself up in the morning, run, you know, run track, do everything that I have to do for my kids, do everything I need to for everybody else except myself. And in that, um, depression, all these other things come in into play. And um, recently, I was just like, I'm just going to change everything. I'm going to start going to the gym. So I slowly started after gaining 30 pounds and I've never had to exercise. <laughs> Let's say 40, maybe I'll give put 40. You did not gain no 40 pounds. Yes, I did. Sis. I'm 160, 155, 58. That's a lot for a person that had a body that was 124 <laughs> wet. So, um, gain all this weight and I'm like, I'm gonna go to gym and something. And then I started really feeling good about myself watching. And this is what super, superficial kind of situation too. So I'm looking at these older women in the gym, maybe busting it down. I'm talking about picking up weights, bending down, doing 
doing crunches, doing squats. And I can't barely kick my leg up <laughs> and do nothing. And they're 65 years old. And on, on top of that, the gym, my, my instructor's 65 and she's, she's doing two classes. And I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta start really taking care of myself. And slowly that going to the gym has led to my self-worth in terms of all areas of my life. So there's even times where at one point, if I have to get something to eat, I would think about everybody else that has to eat. I gotta think about my kids. I gotta think about if this person comes to my house, I gotta buy them food. I gotta make sure when I'm going to get stuff in the store, get extra for somebody else. I'm thinking about everybody else except me. So I finally decided self-worth was more important. And I was looking at my life and I was seeing how miserable and unhappy I was. And even in the job that I was, that I was having the ability to do pretty much whatever I wanted, there was an area of me that just didn't get the ability to really, which is one of the most important parts is that I was leading people in the right direction and training people and not getting the value of the pay compensation for doing that. And my coworkers and others was like, yo, you are amazing. You're like, they literally, everyone around me would say, you are our leader. You are our supervisor. We come to you for things, but no money was being presented. And so I decided, well, actually I didn't decide. Um, someone, I think sometimes you talk out loud and I think I've been big on this manifesting thing. So I told, spoke out loud, said to God, um, you know, I would love to be a lead somewhere else. I would like to, you know, <laughs> if I could make some more money. And, and I like quoted the amount that I wanted. And if I could do such and such, you know, could just, it would be great. And I just left that alone. I'm like walking around, like all excited. I'm going on my trip and um, to Puerto Rico, which was amazing. And I get a phone call like, yo, uh, got this X, Y, and Z organizations interested. Would you be, you know, and I was like, yeah. I, and I'm talking to them all extra. Like I got a job already. I'm not worried. I'm good. I'm comfortable here. Eight years. I could walk off. I could walk outside and go to the store, come back, get my work done. I'm a hire as many people as I want, meet my goals. And like, I was like, well, how much is this paying? Clearly one-on-one -on -one as a recruiter you don't ask that at <laughs> the beginning i'm just giving you guys some one-on-one -on -one. you don't ask that you don't go how much you paying because you know it just comes off like you're not really interested in the role but and when taking, so sorry for interrupting but if you're taking that huge of a leap and they're coming to you like what's the offer because you try know. to wait you go like range so i would you say to, i would suggest you well, you, like you said you weren't looking to leave no so, so i was just like tell me why i'm gonna really entertain this conversation right but i came off real greasy like yo this how much is your rate and when she they said it i was like oh okay mm. all right for me i was like all right i went into the i went into the eat the i went into the calls not trusting just giving people suspicious knowing full well the work that they're saying and telling my that's a lot of work. And I'm saying that in the middle when I'm like, yes, we know. We're selling after you because we know you know how to handle this. I'm like, yup. Still not really impressed. And then 
some events happened at work that led me to go, so why wouldn't you be interested in something else? What makes you not be worth it? Why are you not feeling you're worth it? it and, and that was what was resonating in my head is, why do you not think that you can do it someplace else? Why are you so afraid? And so that's the leap. And I start next week. And hopefully I'm not depressed <laughs> telling y'all how I wish I didn't make no, no, no. You see, you just manifested glory upon your I'm life. I'm not manifesting. calling for depression? Girl, bye. Go I'm just, on a lap. Bye. I'm just saying, so far everything's great. I like my boss. <laughs> She's been amazing so far. My onboarding is seamless. And I always say, if things are going great, that's good. And when I got every job that I've had, yes, thus far, except for one other position was all crazy and hectic. I mean, guess what those jobs were all crazy and hectic. I mean, <laughs> just, <laughs> and I was, I was a contractor. And if you've ever contracted in your entire life, you know what contracting looks like. They, they just throw you into the wolves. Like the fire. They go, they, they're like, Here's all the work. And then you're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No training, no. Right. I, I, I know technically I know what to do, but right. I don't know the protocols of your company. Like, right. Who do I speak? Who do you speak to? Yeah. Uh, just look for their number. What I mean, what, you so, know. There's a Rolodex that I just look up. <laughs> I need the fish department. And so. Right. I call Betty in the fish department and Betty, right. like, no, it's not me that you got to speak to. You got to speak to somebody else. Right. And Betty, then, so who do I have to speak to? Oh, I don't know. Call somebody right. in the fish department. <laughs> What's going on? And click the phone on you. Yeah, that's what I was doing for so long. Totally get it. So hopefully I pray and I think everything's going to be great. I just crack it. I'm just finding it humorous, but it's about self-worth. Like we eventually got to find that. You just got to find it. So that's my word. Sorry for all of that. Yeep, 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 yeep. But I wanted to give you a full layer a reason why we as women, especially Black women, need to find self-worth, whether that is going, just going within yourself and trying to figure out where, what will lead you to the right space. And also what's negative or what needs to go, you got to let that go, release it within yourself so you can move forward or you you go through so many, so much other obstacles. So that's my word for the day. So that's a great word. I'm going to play your song. All right. You want me to get to the part of the song that's, that's, you know, I could sing. No, no. I'm going to get to the best part of the songs. gonna shed no tears we're not gonna cry you spend 11 years with people you spend 11 years in company you spend a thousand years in spaces and my word of the day definitely ties in with sister angel's word of the day of self-worth my word is discernment and discernment is really important in understanding how to obtain your self-worth, right? Because it is our ability to judge well. And right. unfortunately, 
Um, we are placed in a sit. We're placed in so many situations that we're not clear on mm-hmm. the decisions that we're making. We find it like there's a cognizant dissonance. If I make this move, this might happen. Or you know, we're always looking for all the negatives to come up in a decision making, and we're not using our judgment and or intuition to guide us through the decisions that we are making. Mm -hmm. And so my word of the day is discernment because I want, you know, a lot of sisters call me like a misogynist. Oh, you're so tough on sisters and stuff like that. And I feel like if I, as a sister, can't be tough on a sister, then who's going to be tough on a sister? Because with another person, a whole thousand of months. Right. So, and yeah, I get it. There are some, some of my viewpoints are really, really strict. And some of these really strict viewpoints that I say, I may not live by, but I know that hopefully one day I will um, obtain the courage that goes through discernment, um, the follow through that goes with self-worth. All of these things take, um, extra courage, extra ability to remove the fear of whatever's going on in our heads because mostly everything that we think is happening is happening in our heads and not anywhere else, right? And, you know, like in that song, and shout out to Black Music Month. um, Right. In June, so shout out to the Queen Mary who always gave us right information whether we were listening to it or not but in that song she said she spent 11 years supporting this man and had nothing to show for it afterwards and i bet you throughout those 11 years something in the back of her head was telling her step back a little bit let's see what's going to happen but she kept charging forward for the thing that she had in her head, like the idea relationship, the idea of everything. And he wasn't there with her and she couldn't realize that. And so she spends 11 years and now has children, help him grow his business and now has nothing, right? And so it's important for us to support our men. Hell yeah, I'm not saying not to support our men, but be clear on how we're supporting the peoples in our lives. Be Make sure that there is a balance, a reciprocity, because you cannot empty your cup into someone else and then feel empty afterwards. And so this is why discernment and self-worth really works hand in hand, because we have to have the ability to judge the environments that we're in and make choices that will fill up fill up our cups and have us in a balanced environment. If not, we're gonna go through depression all the time. Like, oh my God, this is all So we, we want to move away from having toxic environments and right. um, definitely grow and learn as, as sisters, And, you know, as people who are challenged, especially in America or even outside of America with all the um, 
propaganda that continues to filter into our communities. So we need to be clear. We need to be able to judge and we need to trust our intuition. So we have the self-worth that we need to be good for our friends, our families, and ourselves. And ourselves should come first. So that's my word of the day. I'm going to keep on with the discernment. And she's going to keep on with the self-worth. Yep. I'm just doing both. So that is great. So now our next topic is definitely going to be about something called wound care. And I think that is, we're not doing wound care. What are we doing? Why are you shaking your head? You talk. Because you're looking at the wrong month. Oh, okay. So then we're not doing that. And I definitely am looking at the wrong month. So guess what? Guys, we're going to go to a commercial break and get my brain back together since I don't know what I'm talking about. And here we go. Yeah. All right. So we're back from our commercial break and I found myself in and totally know what we're talking about now. And that would be for our SOS, which is Sassy Opinionated Sisters. And so now that we are in the next part of this conversation, I wanna get to the juicy part first and I don't know what I'm doing. All right, it's Juneteenth. Um, And of course, we also wanna talk about it as a federal holiday and many of us are going to have the day off. I am, and this is one of the first times I've ever had that day off. I think maybe last year, they, it, was called, it was considered a personal holiday um, that we can utilize. So I believe Sia is gonna kind of talk about the history of Juneteenth and then we'll go from there. Well, so, you know, we're coming upon Juneteenth and this is like a, you know, I will always be honest. I am a first generation. So anytime I'm a first generation American. So anytime I find out something spectacular that our people have done or our people have conquered or our people are celebrating, I am definitely in for it. Like I'm all in, like, let's do it. Um, So Juneteenth occurred in June 1865 in Galveston, Uh Texas. And this was the Lone Star State. This is the place where our people were still being mistreated and misled after quote unquote emancipation proclamation. They had no idea. So let's say, I think the Civil War ends in 1863. So two years later, they still don't know that they're free. You know, what free means. That's a whole different conversation. But for right now, let's celebrate the fact that there were black soldiers who fought and won the war right against the south because if we are truly honest about the story and the legacy of the civil war if black men did not take arm like frederick Douglass told abraham lincoln if you want to win this war arm the black men 
And that is how the war was won. And those black men who courageously fought for us to have the semblance of freedom that we have today went through the United States or these United States or however united they were by 1865 and let people know that, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to work here no more. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You're free. And Galveston, Texas, um, which is outside of Houston, was the last place, that was the last man standing. They did not know. They were still working hard for no wages. And, you know, we can talk about different types of wages later on, but for right now, let's just celebrate the fact that our people fought for freedom. We didn't sit back and say, oh, we're going to be free one day. And if we want more freedoms, if we want our lives to be the way we want it to be, we cannot, absolutely not, stop fighting. Just because one battle was won doesn't mean the battlefield is clear. There are so many obstacles in front of us each and every day. And if we sit back, we're not going to win. So, listening folks. Let's continue to fight because it's really important. There's a lot of things happening today, today that we need to fight for, that we need to stand up against. And if we don't do it, ain't nobody else doing it. Frederick Douglass told us, pick up arms and win your battles. So that's the story of Juneteenth. And now- and I was saying now it's a federal, it's a federal holiday. holiday now right so now the thing is with we live in an organization we live in a country that monetized on every single holiday that it has to make a logical sense so when you see some a company like walmart who got dragged left and right by black twitter and by people in general for getting making creating a market for ice cream. Well, it was Family Value who has the Family Value in Walmart. Yes. That is that's really their product. That's Walmart's product. Okay. Well, so, and they So the thing is, if we don't contrib control anything, like okay. Juneteenth is now a quote unquote federal holiday. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of the holiday is what's not being discussed. Our children still do not understand the gravity of the holiday. The same way with Memorial Day. Memorial Day was... It was actually an African, uh, African uh, uh, descendants and African-American uh, holiday. It was the black folks that won right. wars, that won the Civil War, that right. won wars that said, Let's decorate the gravestones of these people who fought for us, for us to be right. free. And it was for called World War II, decoration, decorate, decoration Day, right? right? So this is what that was. And so they inculcated and now make it all about whatever. And shout out to the soldiers that are out there fighting. But at the end of the day, we lost control of our day the same way we're losing control of Juneteenth right before our eyes because we are not fighting. 
but we didn't ask for this holiday. I'm sorry to say it as much as this thing, most of us are not looking for this holiday. It's a day off, wonderful. But again, many of our, our people were not freed, even though they still was working for Ashe. the man. Ashe, so here's the question. Decor, um, decorated day, or I can't even remember. Memorial Day? Well, but what was it before? Um, decoration Day. Um, right. Decoration Day. Decoration Day was not asked in 1969 to be given as a holiday. We claimed that day. Then they inculcated that day and said, oh, now in 1970-something, oh, here you have Memorial Day. We were right. already celebrating. There's an attachment to right. black people. Right. We were already celebrating this. This is what our people were doing here in right. the United States. They didn't need you to give them a federal holiday to But they were celebrating that, so that makes sense. But Juneteenth was not really, was Juneteenth locally- was celebrated amongst folks. It may not but have- But not enough as as the as the one for the- the No. Majority the one for the memorial one was all, no. was always being celebrated by those that were in the military. No. It's a memorial 19, for dead people. No. In 1960, you, we could look this up. In 1962, it was black folks celebrating Decoration Day. Okay, but it's Decoration it, it, Day across. No, right, it wasn't it was Decoration Day world. across people. They decided on May 1st was Decoration Day. This is what they were celebrating. Right, this but it's World War II. Right, because it was World War II and for all the other holidays, yeah. The other wars that happened afterwards because we were not being, we were not being, um, what they call it. We were not being decorated, decorated by this government. That's the reason why it was, it was solely being pushed by us because we were not getting the same, uh, treatment with purple hearts and purple stars or whatever they call them, uh, as, as our, as white, not, you know, non-black, non-black folks. That's I get fine. what you're saying, but what I'm saying is our people celebrated that day. They didn't need them to come and give it to them, to give it to us almost, it's only 40 years old. I it's get as it. old as we are, you know, it's not that, it's, it hasn't been a hundred years of celebrating Memorial Day. Well, this it, is it, the same thing with Martin Luther King Day. It's is Martin Luther King Day the same thing? No, Martin Luther King Day is a totally different story. And Martin Luther no, King it's not because it's forty years ago. This came out in the eighties. It's not something that we all asked for. They provide. They gave us this holiday, and this was only introduced in certain areas. And because they had to find a, they, they wanted at the time because because of the fact that they were like, oh, we need to get some. We need to find a. Since we're not gonna have a president, we're surely ain't gonna put a black president in there for to make a president's day. We gotta find somebody that these black people are here to are here to and feel this pressure. So we gotta find Martin Luther King. We gotta make this look good, and we're gonna put Martin Luther King Day um, as a holiday. It took right. a long time yeah. too. This this is a day that people, our people, would take off of work. You know, not definitely not immigrant people, right? You know, my mother would have never taken Martin Luther King Day. What is that? 
It was, and I remember, I clearly remember my mother telling me it was one of her co-workers who really instilled the value of Martin Luther King Day. That, oh yeah, they didn't give us this day. I used to take the day off. There are folks that used to take Juneteenth. It was another off. day. It wasn't, it wasn't just his birthday. I remember as a kid in, in the 80s, they because it was not too far off, it, it was another, it wasn't another holiday, but there was something else that was around that time in January that black people took because it was, it wasn't just his birthday. They took that day off as their own. I, I don't, I, I, we, I would have to look at it the next time, but yes, that was one. But, but what I'm saying is these are days that our people just mm -hmm. took without right. the um, approval of white folks. Okay. There were people that took off Juneteenth regularly without the in Texas. It was in Texas, in Texas. Not only in Texas. I'm out back to different. I mean, there's a lot of people that I have had personally had conversation with recently, even through a job um uh for my former job employer. They we did this Juneteenth. What does Juneteenth mean? And many of those people did not know about Juneteenth until they became until recently because okay. of the George so, Floyd. So, so now the question is, the question is, the question that we need to understand or understand is, are these people immigrants that you're talking to? No. Are these people naturally black folks from America? A mixture, yes. A mixture but of people not knowing. It can't be a mixture because- It's a mixture, but, but there are African-American based first generation and people that were born here. First generation well as, will not understand Juneteenth. Right, but there's also- so there that's are the, that's the whole that were, problem. Their parents were born here too, that, and they're that's American. A, that's, that's where the problem happens. This is why right. there's always a conversation of black folks who, African folks who have lived here, who've toiled on these soils for hundreds of years versus black folks that just arrived here 60 years ago, who doesn't understand the magnitude and the sacrifice of African folks that's been on these soil. Juneteenth is a prime example. Amongst their community, amongst their AME churches, they celebrated this day. They would take this day off. We wouldn't know about it because we are not part of that inner core of the community. I definitely know I learned about Juneteenth. I had to be about 25 years old. I didn't start claiming the day until 10 years later, until I truly understood the magnitude and the sacrifice that people made. They are giving us this day as just- I learned about it in, high, in junior high school. And because I used to read, I, you know, your teachers- well, I went to Catholic school, teachers so I absolutely questions in a book, and I just was nosy to keep reading. I just kept reading the whole book. And then I'm like, oh, okay, Juneteenth. Oh, okay, but again, it wasn't really a holiday. They didn't. They they, they just. I, I guess it's the same thing like uh, Chris Chris Christmas attack or whatever. There's there's certain holidays that people will bring up like oh the first person to die in the Civil War, and there are people that actually go to these events to 
memorialize these people, these individuals. So I get it. I'm just saying that it has it has legs or has grown due to the whole. There's and this is what I say about this government. It grew under the the pretense of of George Floyd passing away. It was right around the same time he passed away in May. I think it's May, May of that year, and then the next month it was like let's find something not let's reform the black folks right let's just find let me see what 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 they would be interested in let's see let's see what oh oh they don't celebrate july 4th right because we're not really free free oh well you know what there's a holiday that they do they may think let's put juneteenth on there and there's like let's give them a day they pacify you they pacify right. you. This is the same thing that they did with Memorial Day. It is the same thing. These are people who claimed days that a lot of folks don't know because they're not in that core of the community that claimed days. And it definitely was not only in Texas. There are associations and organizations. It would be Southern, I will continue to say, only in the southern regions. This is um, not a holiday that we know in North Northern organizations Florida. and associations that their people would take the day off from work because that's and what it's that's going to be very local. But it's only in regions where there were where they are known for it. Because I'm telling you, in Texas and those places and yes, regions, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say no to Texas. But what you're not hearing me is that if I am part of an organization Mm -hmm. and my organization says, this is the day, guess what? On this day, I'm not going to work because this is the day. And now it might be three of us and three of us in the whole state, right? You're not going to see the magnitude of it because it's only three people from one state. But there were people across these United States that would take Juneteenth off regularly because it was their national holiday. They they honored it as much. And we was Okay, we'll just leave it like that because I was about to start going in thousands. I still will say this is not, a, it was not, it was local regions. It was, of course, maybe cities, maybe groups. Group, there's a lot of holidays that we, like Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is a perfect one that, that was created in 1976 or 1977, one of the two. And it was Kwame Ture, Ture was one of the people, or, or no, wasn't that Kwame? It was not Kwame. Carmichael. I know something with Carmichael. Carmichael, Carmichael. Whatever. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna get back to that one. Anyway, as I was saying, Karanga. still local. Karanga, right? My bad. Don't kill me. There was still small regions that was it first started in California, and then it worked itself way um thing. And there are groups that do celebrate Kwanzaa because there are people that will say. I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't smell a Hanukkah. I don't celebrate uh, whatever holidays in those areas and regions. We celebrate Kwanzaa here. And there are events and there are people that take And recently there's some places and some institutions that are federal based or whatever. They will tell you, you can take the first week or take off some of the vacation time. 
for your holiday as Kwanzaa or personal day. So that's understand. I understand it from that perspective because there are things that people, even native, our Native Americans, they have holidays that are specific to their their tribe and whatever, and they take those days off. Understood. But it was not a world nationwide United States of America based holiday or anybody was like a lot of people was getting up and saying you know today is Juneteenth I'm out like it's just not but but so again I'm gonna I'm going to differ with you because Mm -hmm. of the organizations that I was a part of and the things that we would do and yes but what are we supposed to do for Juneteenth because every other holiday has fireworks Right for American fireworks to blow up in the air that boom 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 is this excitement? What are we doing? We this stay home, why. we relax, we cook food, we we eat watermelon. I mean, you know, because that was one they had a watermelon salad. Uh some some museum put watermelon salad for somebody to eat and they had to pull that back, you know. What are we doing? And this is, as I was going to say, the problem mm-hmm. of federalizing a day that belongs to the people. Right. Because the people have their own traditions and norm on this day. Yes, anytime we gather, there is food around our gatherings, no matter what right. we're doing. You know, you could come over to my house right now, like you were saying earlier. I gotta make sure Marcia got what she likes. She likes mangoes. There's mangoes in the house. She likes Hennessy. There's Hennessy in the freezer. You know, I'm gonna make sure Marcia is right. Marcia is right. Um, the people during those times did things in celebration, in commemoration of the soldiers that came. And this is the part that people keep missing. It's, it's yeah, you're free, but it is black men came. And white men, it was a, it was a commander. No, the commander was white. And he had to fight. And they knew he was coming and they was trying to kill him. Why is it important for you that the commander was white? Because, because this is not just, and this is why it's being a federal holiday, because it's not just a whole crew of what black people. It was white men and black people. The commander black is sitting down the road on the hill. Well, no, 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 and no. He's, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm coming to. I'm okay. When I was in corporate, right, and we're doing events management, right? Right. Yeah. The bosses are the bosses. Guess who's on the field doing the work? Guess who everybody sees? They see me. They don't see my boss. Right, but this was and one they, of the they see integrated me. battle. This was an integrated. It uh, was not so much about it being an integrated regime. We have to. This is the reason why they're doing this. They're doing this holiday. Let's be real. They're not no. doing a holiday because they're trying to just only pacify us. They're doing the holiday because they have to have a white man or a white person up in the, the cool thing that goes, hey, look at look at him. He wasn't as bad as he wasn't as bad as all the what as all the black white people as you guys talk about. He actually wanted to save you guys. He came all the way from the north 
and he drove through galloping on his horsey and he had a way he, he stayed on top of the hills while the soldiers he, while the soldiers went and said this is what happened but you also have to remember it would take two years this is where i always get different it takes a long time for you to go all the way from the north like maine all the way to texas it ain't gonna take you no i mean it could take you 24 days hours but you're going through all kind of places where they don't want you in not so I get that, it. but you're letting people know all across right. the, the, the country. You're not right. just stopping at, you, you didn't just take one direct route. You had to let people know all throughout. Right. You know, Tennessee, I, I will say Tennessee is a place that they went to. Kansas is a place that they went to. There's a whole thing that talks about the path that these soldiers took to arrive in Galveston and let those people know. I'm not going to negate the fact that there was someone else there, but the people aren't celebrating the someone else that was there. Those people are celebrating the soldiers. Those black men that came in town and said, hey, yeah, the, the you know, whatever you wanna call it, the Messiah, the Jesus worshiper type of person is there, but that's not what they cared about. They cared about that black people came and told them that they're free. That's what's important. Us celebrating the fact that we are letting people know that we're free. And remember, Abraham Lincoln would have lost the war had he not armed black men from the North. Had he not had armed those black men, the South, would have had its victory over us right now and we would not be having this conversation as we're having it right now i would then again go back to the what are we doing for juneteenth is there a particular what what is, what are you doing for juneteenth yes what do you think we should be doing on an imaginary ride called juneteenth the holiday because it's coming next week I know all these companies. Um, but here's here's one thing. As we figure mm -hmm. out, as we figure out what we're going to do and right. how we're going to celebrate it, for right now we have Father's Day falling right on top of this day. Right, which so sucky sucks for We'll be able to celebrate black men in all their glory, the good ones and the bad ones. You know, no, I'm not celebrating the bad ones. You can't, you can't, you can't do, you can't, you can't not, not because I don't celebrate the bad moms on mother's day. You celebrate the bad moms. I don't know bad. I'm just <laughs> I just know bad dads. No, I do know a few bad moms. <laughs> you know, I know a couple of bad moms. I'm I just saying, what, I'm like, oh, we're not celebrating that. We're celebrating those that are doing something. So yeah, the day, well, you know, I get it. I get it, you know, um, but as we flip into Father's Day and, and <laughs> celebration and figuring out how do we actually celebrate, this is, a, this is a great conversation to understand how do we actually celebrate. Celebrate both holidays. Like, you, how do you celebrate Father's Day? You just give him, like, uh, you make, make him grilled chicken. I'm talking about a father. We both have fathers. They're not dead. So yeah, my father, my father, um, is still here. Praise the heavens and, and, and hells, whatever. Um, you know, um, but he was not a great father. He right. had great moments. Um, right. 
and I'll highlight his great moments in my life. Um, but I'm never one to be shy to say that, oh, I have the best dad. I did not. And I'm not afraid to speak my truth about who my father was. My father was a tormentor, you know. Um, he tortured us in ways that is hard to sometimes explain. You know, like sometimes you have the physical, oh, he's beating you. Okay, you got a beating, it's over. But it's the psychological torture, right? Um, my mom sent her daughters to private school, right? To Catholic school. And I would watch my mother give my father the tuition money three times. So say tuition is $1,000 in the 80s. My mother ended up paying $3,000 by the time the school year is over because my father took money twice over from her and i remember i used to beg my mom because it's so humiliating catholic schools were so horrible to people when they didn't pay their right. tuition oh stand up pick up your books leave the classroom and everybody's looking at you like Haha, you broke ass you broke ass you shouldn't be here anyway, you Haitian girl. And you're just like, what? What? Yeah, like, and, what, you what? Know, and you know, and you're, you're like, I know my mother gave him the money. Like, why is this happening? Constantly, constantly. Listen, this happened all the way up to high school. Like, constant torment and torture. Until my mother was like, until I like finally put my foot down. Like, yo, this can't keep going on. I can't do this no more. It's embarrassing. Or you're spending the whole day in the library and your friends are coming. You gonna come to the cafeteria? You're not coming to the cafeteria? Oh my God, you should see what happened. And then you're just like, oh my God, so horrible. And then the teachers are nice. You know, they'll, they'll give you all the schoolwork. But now, especially like for math and science, you know, like chemistry or physics class, how am I supposed to do this? It's not like in these days you got the internet that could tell you how to solve a problem or how to learn a lesson. You had to be on your own. So, yeah, I'll highlight my father. I'm not here without him. I'll highlight other dirtbag fathers. Children are not here without them. But I will never be ashamed or afraid of saying even... People that are in your lives are fucked up and people that are not in your lives are screwed up. So it's up to you to find that inner balance, that inner self-worth and the ability to speak your truth to, again, bringing in self-worth and discernment. Bring that all in so that you can really judge your life. Yeah, he did torturous things to us right psychological torture but at the end of the day when i needed a man to speak to about certain issues i remember one time i wanted to do something and he was like why are you doing this i was like because i need people to know how i feel i'm fucking upset this is <laughs> he was like wait a minute if you don't love that person you are going to look like an idiot. So hmm. 
be clear with yourself. Do you love that person? I said, no, but they can't do these things. Then that's on other people to judge what they do, not right. you. And that was the most profound knowledge that he gave me. And then um, another great moment was, um, so when I was about nine or 10 years old, um, my cousin and I got caught up in an incident and I ended up with like 12 stitches in my hand. And it was right before my birthday. And he goes, and I was like, I'm upset. I was going to have a big birthday party. I was going to invite my friends from school. I was like really hyped on, I'm going to have a birthday party. You know, I already had like, I was writing out the invitations. You know, my mom bought me cards. You, you want invitations, you have to do them yourself. So I was designing my invitations. You know, I was doing my thing. Busted the window. I um, couldn't have the birthday party anymore and all of these things. But um, during those times, he was like, I know you didn't bust the window by yourself. Like I didn't, I didn't get lashes. Like he would, you know, he didn't do all of the things that he usually expected to do. Right. And so I didn't get the lashes. I didn't get this. I got him really being a dad and really like, oh, this is what that looks like. And then, you know, a month later, it was back to the same old crap. I mean, it's it's the thing about um, fatherhood or parenthood when it's like from a male perspective is that there are glimpses of, you know, um, I'm, I'm appreciative of the village that was instilled and around my family, which was a lot of male, male um, uncles and cousins and things like that, which kind of would jump in and kind of like take take in like my my um my godfather. He was like almost like my father, and that was my father's brother. So he kind of jumped into where. My father wasn't, when my father was never there, my uncle would kind of jump in and do and take the presence of, of his, his own brother. And he would make sure that I was okay, safe. And so my father, now we're rebuilding a relationship that sometimes it was a glimpse of him being there. And like, so now when he, when we speak, he brings up things that I'm like, I know I was there, like, you know, or I remember that, but I, don't remember you being there but there's no way you would have known about that if you weren't there mm-hmm. so i and it was like the times when he did come into my life were very for children it's an intricate time so like your kindergarten the first or second grade so you kind of like now so i'm trying to learn yourself you learn abcs so you're like happy to know that all right well i was hanging out with my dad and i used to do a lot of stuff with him and then you know, like kind of moved out. And then he came back when I was like 16, 17. And then I, and then it was like, okay, now I'm seeing my dad again. And then he kind of disappeared again. So I was like trying to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now when I look at like my own kids, their fathers are not present, but we have a, again, a very big village. So those village people come in and like, does this person need this? Who needs a haircut or who needs this event is happening. This one's having that. We're showing up. And then I look at 
the way my boyfriend, his, the way he parents with his kids, he's so involved. So I'm like, okay, so I can see what it really, like what a healthy, mature relationship is where you don't have to necessarily be in a, be with the mother, but you really actually take care of your kids. Right. And I, I've seen that a couple of times and I'm like, oh, okay. So that's what Father's Day. So for him, super important. Like super, Father's Day is he takes the day off to be with his kids, right? And, or he just doesn't even need to be around them. He just wants to know. He'll, no, no, no. He always, he always makes a day. He goes and sees them for an hour. So he'll get all the kids together, even the adult kid, and they'll, they'll meet up and have breakfast or lunch or something like that. And he spends that time with them. So it's like you, when you see a healthy relationship, um, you can be jealous of it, right? Um, but you also can appreciate seeing it because then it gives you the idea of what is supposed to what life looks like, what could happen on the, you know, the other side of the road. Because, you know, I tell people, um, one of the things, especially for my son, his father's not in, in, in whatever. But what I knew from the time that I had my son, I didn't want to have someone in the house to just be in the house. Right. My mom did that. You know, my father was in the house because she wanted a man to be in the house. She didn't. Right. Because that's that because of. One, you're talking about Catholic, if, the, if she's no, Catholic. because there were other people in her family that made different moves in the same religion. A lot, but typically but, Caribbean and, 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 and um, no, immigrants, that come, they, they tend to try to stick it in, even if it's no, the most toxic relationship. Listen, listen, there are other people in my family who had stepped away, who right. moved away, who released the person from their marital agreement you in in my in my parents situation there is a lot of understanding who they were as children how did mm-hmm. how did they how were they raised what were they lacking and how they wanted it to be supported in their home in their own personal homes and that's one of the things that i've learned to understand under as i completely um get better glimpse of my parents upbringing what Mm -hmm. it meant for my mother to not have someone in the house you know my mom was not raised with her mother so Mm. the idea of her children not being raised with their parents was right. not a thing for her. That's not her. Yeah, she rather know that, that everyone right. is in the home because she she herself had a traumatic childhood, so she right. assumed that it would be best to protect the children and right. have this person here, and it wasn't the greatest idea for her. But in all in all, he was there each and every day. Maybe right. I got a beat in each and every day. Maybe I didn't. 
But at the end of the day, he was in the house each and every day. He did make sure I ate each and every day. He did make sure I drank each and every day. And at that, I am so grateful for him. Even right. as much as I think of him as a dirtbag, he was there for my son each and every day. So, right. you know. And, and I think even with our parents, what they do, what they didn't do for us or lack in doing for us, they usually try to do for their grandchildren because they realize how jacked up they were with their kids and they can't reverse it or fix it. Mm -hmm. So the only way they can kind of best make it look like do over is mm -hmm. do your children, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, you gotta give, we have to give and take on that. Um, I'm learning myself on how to do that because I'm technically, I'm like, you ain't do it for me. You ain't gonna do it for your grandchildren. And then sometimes like, no, actually they will do it for their grandchildren because they realize how, and we probably be the same way too at some point, you know, jacked up. We jacked, <laughs> jacked up, jacked our, up our children and our children be like, yo, wait a minute. Those rules, wait, you didn't do that for me. I was small. Why are right. they crying now? You're like, oh, right. right. Yeah, I'll keep the baby. Don't worry, you go do you. So that's a great point. Speaking of which, as um, our final topic for the for today, yeah, it's on <laughs> for the month. Uh, as we're talking about fathership and love and parent parenting, uh, and this is where the topic is going to go left, of course. Uh, Diddy, it's not gonna go left. It's gonna go right. Diddy. Your guy. Brother Love. Your man. Not anymore. I, I don't know. I lost I lost interest in him. I don't know why. Okay. But this is why. Because ain't nobody going to stop him now. He is trying to pick him up. Okay. Right. Homeboy is dating a... He's 52. See, 52 or 53. He is dating a 28-year-old woman. Well, allegedly. I don't know if they're really dating. They were talking so, because she, Carisha or Young young Miami, she was talking kind of all over the place. So I decided to watch the podcast because, you know, there's a, a there's a little, little jealousy <laughs> in the past. No, I mean, there's certain rap people. I have a, I won't say fixation, but I love them. You know, and the only reason I like Diddy is because he knows how to be an idiot, like real mean to people, but he makes a lot of sense. And I just always liked his sense of power and his sense of knowing how to take something for nothing and make it into something. So that's why I've always loved him. And then when I was younger, I did actually meet him um, in college and he, he was giving me the eye and I was like, Yo, I could have become one of the baby mamas. That's what I'm saying. Nick Cannon is still available. I don't want Nick Cannon. No, I don't know. I think, I don't know between, now we're going to change the subject now as I'm thinking about. Between Diddy and, yes, Diddy and, and Nick Cannon, which one would you go for? I like, if you, you only have two choices. And this determines your whole entire life. And this is your survival. You have to pick one. There's no, 
uh, you know, I'm going to wait it out. I'd rather be single. You have to pick one. Diddy or Nick, Nick Cannon? And let me tell you my reasons why. Right. Um, Nick Cannon has educated thoughts. Um, Diddy does too. I've never truly heard educated thoughts come out of Nick Cannon. He talks very philosophical. Has a very religious. He, even though I think yeah. he's part devil, part you know. Yeah. So for me, a Nick Cannon is more of a person he intrigues you because he breathes. Because I can have conversations with. I they think, both went to Howard. You no, know, I think my conversations with a Diddy would be very superficial. It would be always about him too. I think Diddy uh, is. No, because you see, when Nick Allen was hosting those podcasts, right? Right. And he would have his guests on, he would definitely delve into the black experience. Okay. So that's and, so. And so for that, I know I will have deep conversations with him. For um, Diddy, his conversations will be about Sarah. Yeah, about I'm busy. He's worth millions, trillions, and billions of dollars. I, I'm not in a relationship. I will never be in a relationship for the money. But you're going to be with Nick Cannon, who is the whore of, he is the new future. He's just okay. not, but he's, he's knocking him down and making babies. He got three babies this year. And last year, what was it, four? Yeah. Okay. Okay, That's too much. so no, I'm 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 not gonna at least Diddy at least Diddy goes every ten years before he make the next round of kids, and he oh, makes I, two. So and he's again, stuck. I'm I'm not I'm I'm in it for for the depth, and I get it. He's a whore, and he's out there whoring around and making babies. But let me tell you something. I always wanted a big family. You know, I always, I, I dreamt as a little girl that I had like 13 children and I only have one. So I wouldn't mind being their stepmom. And you know what? They get to go to their real moms at the end of the day. I'm, I'm only a visitor. Hey, hey, hey. I'm good. I will say just to be a devil advocate, I would pick Diddy. I would pick Diddy. I, I get and it. And why? Because of music. Because I see, I've, I have watched him take careers of people that were nobodies. And he has to be intelligent to do that. And like take songs, even though he is also a thief. But I'm, I'm just saying, this is like, and he can take these things and, and make, make it bigger than what I can imagine anyone else could imagine. He has a very gifted mind and he can, he has been able to own major organizations. Sorak is has multi-million dollars corporation, just taking something out of nothing. He's taken, so I would, I would, I would sit down there and listen to him and ask him questions like, how did you do this? How did this happen? What did you do? Why you? Why did you pick this song? Like I would probably sit down there with him because I 
I love music. Like so having that musical conversation. I, 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 wanna, I really don't want to have a so I don't want to have a historical conversation yeah, no, in depth. See, see, see. That wouldn't help my that wouldn't help me get happy. And you know what I'm saying? What what makes me happy and what makes you happy is two different things. And this right, is right, the music. This is I really would say because you know, as you said, Diddy supported people, so did Nick. There's a whole right. there's a crew of people that always says, you know, my career wouldn't have gone on uh, if it right. wasn't for his support or his influence or him putting me in the right space at the right time. Right. So I think they right. both have that as collab. They both have that. I know? think Nick Nick to me is more humble than Diddy. Yeah. So and, I could and because that. he has his little disease too, right? So this for me is why I couldn't be because Nick is slaying down all these women, but then you're gonna have children that out of those ten kids he got, some of them is gonna have some. Unfortunately, that's are gonna right. have some challenges. That's all right. They are. But that's all right. You're right with you're right with with giving your children some challenges. Listen, I have a son with a whole lot of challenges. I understand I, that, but that's a hard thing. It's a it's a hard case, and it's it, a hard case. It's a hard case, and I deal with it. But empowering your your people, your little people to appreciate what they have because, you know, yeah, you could have not been here completely. But at right. the end of the day, you chose to go into that egg. <laughs> you know. This is where we're going with this way it's gonna go left, right? Because you think it's just it's the woman's fault. Woman's fault for opening up herself, knowing full well that that he got like you know, he's, he's a ho. He took that risk. You take that risk. Yes. In different area codes. You take that risk. You area. take that risk. So what's wrong with that? You take the risk, but he's taking the risk and he's not mentally, the things that he says about why he's doing it, like he's like, I was celibate for like a uh, a month and a half. No, he, you know, was really he was celibate for a week. I was celibate. celibate for 10 years. That is, that's being celibate. And a month and a half is just airing out your cooch or your poom, your your you know your pee. Just giving yourself a break. Yeah, it's not even a break. Not it's even. just that you don't have nobody to have sex with. Yes. Or it, right. it's a menstrual cycle. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're absolutely it's right. Not, it, you're absolutely it's not. It's not right. You're absolutely right. Um, it there, is not. There needs to. I've be been celibate. I've. I, the longest I've been celebrated is probably three years or two years. And at that point, I think it was two years, maybe three. I think it was three or three or two years. And I mean, we could consider being celibate when we're teenagers. No. I say 17 years. No. <laughs> yes, you are celibate. No, you didn't try to use your hormones. Okay. But so then let me go from when I got my period. No, which... <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. No. That's celibate. No, it's different. That's not celibate. Celibate is... Once you're not feeling anything, you start feeling something, you can have a baby. I've waited a while. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I went for 10 years. And that's a, that's a commitment. I went But it was, part of it was, was it part of it was, Involuntary and involuntary, or was it voluntary throughout the whole ten years? Uh, it became voluntary. 
Um, okay. But it started off like I needed to detox from this toxic man that I was with. Um, right. Who, part of the whole discernment, right? He was good, right? I needed something. He was right there doing this, this, that, and the third. But he wanted to do certain other things, right? And I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, we can do polygamy, no problem. Then I don't have to worry about this and I don't have to worry about that. And I was cool with it, right? But then you want to have- Oh, we gotta get into this in depth when you say, yeah. Hold on, sis. So you want to have two people, but yet you want to control me? You can't control me, my guy. My guy, come on. This is this is not gonna happen. So I cut it off, right? Then um and then he became really abusive about the cut off situation. You can't cut this off, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I'm like, why? Why what's wrong with you? Like you're actually you were you were good for the moment that I needed you in my life. You were there, you were my champion, whatever, whatever. And I hope I did the same for you. But now it's not working out. And then right. when I chose to do something, I just, you know, chose to just do it. You know, I wasn't... I don't even know how to say it, but you know, it was, it was a good thing with someone that I really respect and appreciate. Mm -hmm. And I wish him nothing but the best, you know, but I hope it's not deuces, you know, it's, you know, all that bling bling on the birds. That's all I'm singing (laughs) for you. Uh, 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 no. Yeah, anyway, I would but it say, just takes yeah. discernment as well, right? Because it does take when, discernment to deal with that. And yeah, when, I know for me, I, the reason I voluntarily, I was, I mean, I, both both times that I went through a long period of not um, being in a relationship with anybody was right after I had, I got pregnant, right after I got pregnant which is the oddest thing because you just had a baby. I was like, nope, cutting you off and I'm riding out. And I just, I stayed two years without without being in any type of relationship with anybody in terms of sexually. And um, it was helpful and healthy. So. Two years. After two years, but it was vol- it was voluntary. It was not involuntary. It was two years where I was like, I am not touching another man. In fact, I'm to a point where I'm okay with never. I shouldn't have just said a man, right? But a man or a woman. That's what you just said. I wasn't going to touch zero. I just didn't want to be involved with anyone. I didn't feel like comfortable. I just felt I needed to go through therapy and find myself. Mm. And Finding myself was the most, it was the most important thing. The first time I thought I found myself, I thought I was there. I was like, whoo, I'm there. I have found that I find the inner peace. Mm-hmm. And then I went and got pat, pat, pat in the head 
and went right. It's like, no, you ain't you ain't find nothing. Shut yeah. up. That's, that's the same thing it goes after 10 years. You're like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> and then you went right back into the same toxic ways. Like, right. right. What did you do. You ain't do nothing. And then I had to rethink that. It took a couple of times of rethinking. And then the last time that I went through was with my daughter. And I just said, oh no, I'm making the same decision. I'm making the same mistakes mm -hmm. and I'm not able to fully, fully figure out. And these, and this mistake is the same one. It's the same toxicity is the same. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm creating this monster for myself. Mm -hmm. I can, it's so much you can continue blaming others mm -hmm. for your mishaps. And that's to a point where it's like, okay, your fingers are pointed this way. Your hand has three other fingers looking at that at you. That's you, girl. And I had to just let that go. And I'm, you know, as we've discussed before, a healthy relationship, but that was because I had to like zero out of like, I'm not having sex with nobody. And, and on top of that, even me, I say that out was voluntary. Involuntary, like nobody was checking for me. Like who's checking for a woman with a baby? Many people the, check with people for children. I will say my first, when I was having my son, Oh, I was getting it, boy. I, I was getting them members coming. They was, I was pregnant. And it was like, ooh, you sexy girl. I'm going to go on a date. I'm like, who goes on a date with a pregnant woman? Man. But apparently I was, I was looking real good because I was getting dates. I had a boyfriend. Not but five months after. No, no, after uh, my so for, for one thing I definitely know, um, one lesson that I learned from my 10-year hiatus is that it's really not about the sex. It's truly mm -hmm. about the connection that you formulate with the person that you're with. The right. sex is going to be the sex. Sex is always sex, right? But it's about being present with the person. And once you see someone not be present with you, you should just walk away. Like, right. there's no reason to keep trying like, oh, throw this excuse on top of this and throw that excuse on top of that. You know, you make excuses. And I think I tend to make excuses for people because I that's a learned behavior from the sagas of my father. Like I would make excuses. Like if the tuition wasn't there, I would go to the principal and make up a whole big story in order to stay in class, right? So right. I already understood how to make stories fit whatever's going on in my head when that's not the case. So right. it's more about once you realize someone isn't present with you and that's like the most important thing. If he is not present or if she is not present, walk away right away because- right. Again, Sex is sex. You're going to be present while you're doing the do, but then afterwards, if you're not there, you're not there. You know? Right. But so that's one thing that I've completely learned or even with the other guy, like um, the toxic guy, the most toxic guy, um, he wanted to be present in control. He didn't want to be present in life, right? Mm. Make sure you tell me where you are, when you are, what are the... My guy, go away. Mm. Go away. You know? You going to that party? Who you going to the party with? I'm going to come pick you up. I'm going to stay. Then you you come out the club and here he is standing in front of the club like... That's too much. Really? 
How did you know I was here? There's only three clubs you go to. So are you telling me you went to all three clubs to see if I was there? Okay. I can give you a couple of those, those conversations in terms of uh, toxicity. I will say, can we go to commercial break and we'll come back in a few minutes? being recorded so this was an exciting conversation we want everyone to celebrate juneteenth black men and ourselves remember to use your judgment discern 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 june was a fabulous month thank you for tuning in we will love to see you back here in july Yes, we will. And then if you need to, any topics, anything you want to talk about, get to SOS podcast at, G, uh, I think it's 2022 at gmail.com. Ashe. Thank you, everyone. Peace Have a wonderful June. All right. Peace. Peace.